Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to break down some good old-fashioned Minnesota Vikings football. Another win in the win column, right? Another one to add five in a row. It felt that second quarter was crazy. It felt like everything was clicking. And it felt pretty good there for a long, long – it felt great, let's be honest, great. And then it, it started to get a little loosey-goosey, started to get a little like, well, hold on, okay, that's just one – I mean, that's just – oh, boy, it's a one-score game again. And uh, offense kind of fell – well, not kind of. It fell apart in the second half. Was it too conservative? Um, did they just, you know, make adjustments? Aaron and I were just talking about that. Aaron brought up the adjustments. A lot of people talking about too conservative stuff. We could point to a, a drop ball or two, a missed, you know, maybe a mistake or two by the still inexperienced uh, quarterback. You know, we got to, we, we said that from the start. We got to let this guy uh, grow. He, he doesn't have that many starts. Um, so, yeah, there's a variety of things that just kind of went wrong there. Luckily, though, we did get it done. Defense stepped up, back to back picks, and we're on to the next week and our next opponent, which we will preview and predict is playing live on Monday Night Football as we speak. At Denver will be the game. Um, and then, you know, if you've, if you've listened to the show, this one's going to be a little bit harder. <laughs> we got to, uh, we got a little gopher segment to close with, and we got our ass kicked uh, by a beatable team. But uh, it is what it is. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's start with a positive, though. Five in a row. Defense, like I said, just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope and download the show there. You can find this year Purple People Leaders podcast in a variety of places under the rope dope Radio Podcast brand, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts, Podbay. Head on over to Spricker, Living in Loserville page. Check that out. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. One more thing, real quick for DirecTV Stream. Um, you know, college basketball technically is back. Catch the action with all our best deals for 2023 and save 64.99. There's big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack for only 84.99 plus tax for a month uh, or I'm sorry, for 3 months and you can also sign it into a 24 month agreement if you so choose. Choose the direct TV streaming package. That's right for you starting at 69 Okay, going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. And boy, did that second quarter and sitting at halftime feeling pretty damn good, thinking, huh, we're finally going to do it. And it it doesn't even, you know, with Green Bay, it kind of took to the second half before we started to get, you know, make that look like kind of a more of a blowout or whatever. This one had blowout written all over it, my friend. Yeah, and let's just go back a little bit because – you know, I sat down to this game thinking, all right, well, we got to see Dobbs, you know, come in in a weird situation last week at Atlanta. So we didn't know what we we're going to get, you know, coming. I wasn't 100% sure, you know, he was going to be able to uh, run everything correctly and do everything. Now he's a pro quarterback, yeah, and he's been playing all season, but in this system, and I'm not saying this is like the most complicated system in the world, but, you know, and he got, now you got seven days. I want to see how he reacts. And uh, I thought he came out poised really well. Like you said, first half was amazing. Um, I thought, you know, some of his throws are a little bit off, Chris. I'm not, you know, he's not the greatest as far as accuracy goes, but he sure makes up for it with his legs, mobility, a lot of things he can do. Um, And it seemed like he was running the offense efficiently, making calls at the line, killing a lot of plays, switching into other stuff. And so I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I thought, oh, Dobbs is going to come in and and it's going to be a great – you know, performance, but it really started off that way. Um, yeah. And so it was good to see that, you know, all the like, you know, hiccups that could have went down uh, didn't and uh, kept making plays offensively. And I, I think that there's like, you know, 
the Saints kind of probably didn't know what to really prepare for in the first half. What we're going to do with them because we could have went all running with the guy or or a lot of RPO stuff, and you didn't see a lot of RPO stuff in this. You just basically saw our offense ran by a different guy. Yeah, and that is a good point. Like, you know, he's going to start to put stuff, more stuff on tape. What are they going to limit? Are they ever going to add a spy? Um, you know, my mind travels to please add a spy, and then when Jefferson comes back, <laughs> what that means for everybody else. Uh, but we're not there yet. Knock on Woody comes back either this week or the next week, but health with him, especially him on the elite level, uh, which he is, um, you got to be smart with that. But that's a good point. Let's, let's see what it, you know, he gets a full week. That's a lot for him, especially first team reps. Um, and, you know, analytically, as far as catchable balls, he was like one of the worst in the league this year. Um, and you even mentioned a good point last uh, week that, you know, he's kind of throwing it high, but he's, you know, I think in January he, he turns 29, but, you know, you can throw balls all you want in practice and preseason and all that stuff, but, you know, he just hasn't had the game experience, and that's really what does it. So, you know, it's easy to question that, and, and a lot of people are saying, oh, this is, our ne- this is our next guy. It's like, well, hold on. Let's hope. Oh, God, I hope. That would be, then our problem solved, but Let's let this stuff play out. We got to be fair to him. Um, we can't be overcritical, unless some folks are saying this is our guy for next year. Well, then we got to at least be a little critical if we're going to have him run the ship for four to six years or something, you know. Um, but either way, he did come out like gangbusters. Yeah, and I really can't believe I really can't believe how much of that I'm hearing. Like this is the guy we got our quarterback, and I say I really it's kind of disappointed in the fan base. Like really. Like this guy just gets here. He has a couple of good games. All right, that's uh, that's great. I like it. I'm glad we're winning. All that stuff. But you know, there's a lot of options coming up in this off season. It's like, okay, well now throw yeah. Dobbs in as an option. But let's Definitely. not go ahead and you know right. hitch our cart to him right now. Um, he still got you know. Let's say he plays amazingly and changes you know revolutionizes our offense throughout the course of the you know the end of the regular season and then into a couple playoff games or one playoff game, whatever it happens to be, I'm still not sold, you know, because there's options there. You got Kirk, possible re-sign, depending on what's in the draft. You know, there's going to be options there. You do all three, for Christ's sake. You never know, you know. You know, unless O'Connell says, this is my guy. Right. I can work with him. Uh, there's something going on here. You know, I'm not ready to do that. So I wish people would slow down a little bit on that. That's how I've been responding to those type of comments and things. It's just like, you know, hey, let's, you know, keep things in perspective here. Yeah, let the guy breathe for Christ's sake. Like, don't put that kind of pressure on him anyway. And then what are you going to do if he has a bad game? You going to just tear him up and say, ah, that's why he never started at these games. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can already see it. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it will be. Yeah. Um, and basically, both teams had holding calls to uh, slow down, you know, drives early in that game. But then, you know, uh, a nice QB designed run. And I think it was a 620 plus uh, yard run, most in the NFL. I don't know if that held uh, throughout the game, but um, it was on a third and one. And that's something we talked about how we can literally put it in our playbook and it's going to look different. Uh, than what he was even doing at Arizona. And that's something we got to take advantage of. And then that third and five, it damn near looked like he was about to take a knee and just give up. And all of a sudden he's like, actually, hold on. And he scrambled, found uh, Hawk. And that's where Royster ran down the damn uh, field. And, you know, because Hawk was bumbling and stumbling and knocking people over. And he comes in and knocks everybody over and does, a, does his version of Daniil Hunter's uh, sack celebration. I love that dude. Is awesome, but you know they had that direct snap thing. It definitely, you know, he got his first career. Chandler, who looked like he had some pop. A lot of people talk about can he protect the passer. Um, I get it, and meaning that's why he's not been on the field more. But um, the dude has burst. He definitely has burst. Um, and Wanham in the first half was, you know, almost sacked, then had a shoestring tackle, doing our thing. Um, and then it just, it started getting out of hand. I mean, it really did. There's a little pitch, uh, like a little P 
pitch pass uh, to Addison. Um, Hawkinson obviously making, you know, making throws all over the place or catches all over the place. It was really heavy Hawkinson and Addison on those drives. I mean, two, you know, you got to 10 to three on that drive. I said before, then it was 17 to three. I mean, the shit was just going crazy and the defense is, you know, seven and out punt. They got a field goal, then a three and out, then a three and out negative one yards. And then to close it out with a touchdown drive, um, to, you know, to go into half like that, um, like I said, up 24 to three. And, uh, Dobbs is funny. Like he, it was a great, that was actually one of the best passes he's thrown so far that, that touchdown to Hawkinson. That wasn't an easy uh, pass. When Dobbs scored that touchdown though of his own, he always like jumps into the end zone. He like, he kind of like prances into the, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. I like that. And he gave the old MJ, huh, you know, the, the, the shrug of, I don't know, you know, when he hit all those threes against Portland in, in the first half of the finals. And it was fun, it was funny because KO did, as he came to the side, he did the same thing to him and mm-hmm. handshaked him and stuff. That, that was fun. I mean, just when he ran in for that touchdown, looking at the crowd, I mean, this kid's just got to be like, I love my life right now. He has to, right? I mean, he's in a good situation, a decent offense. He doesn't even have all his parts, Chris. No Jefferson, we mentioned that. KJ's out. Little mix-up in the running backs here. But Chandler, like you said, looks like he's got some pop. I'd like to see him on first and second down. But let's talk about Hawk, man. I mean, this guy's workload has increased immensely since Dobbs got here. And he's just getting ball after ball after ball. And his ribs are falling off. The guy's barely staying in there. When he got hit on the sideline, you can see just how much rib padding he had on. And it's just the poor, and he's getting taking rib shots all game because they, they apparently knew or something. Yeah, you and know that just he big had shots that, regardless, oh, no matter huge where. Shots, spinning man. around like you know. Yeah, and all I hear, you know, I keep hearing these Detroit fans like, you know, we got rid of him right, because yeah, yeah, yeah. now they picked up a damn good tight end this year in the draft that I really no liked, right. and I talked about that a little bit on the on the mock draft show way back in I think April about how much I like Laporta. But um, Hawkinson, you know, that's really looking to be a good deal. I don't know, Chris, who made that deal to get Hawkinson in the second round? Huh, yeah, who is it? It's it, I think it's the same. Don't quote me here. I'll have to Google it. But I think it's the same guy that made some nice moves this year at the trade deadline, too, which we yeah. never did shit at the trade deadline. Right. In, in yeah. past. Drafted some, you know, he had a horrible draft with where he, where he drafted some guys like Mackay Blackman and Caleb Evans and uh, but it all comes down to one player away. for a draft. You do know that, right? Right. One player from Georgia. That's it. Oh, yeah. He also got that kid, that receiver, Jordan Addison. Drafted him, too. Yeah, name's on the tip of my tongue. I just, I can't, uh, I can't. So he's that. been playing, Addison. He, they got him playing? Yeah, I has a few touchdowns this that. season. He's got some reps. Yeah. He's got some reps, I've heard. Yeah. Anyways, um, but Hawk is, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, been been impressive, and he's caught the balls. And a lot of Detroit guys say they drop ball. He does have some drops. There are balls you can tell that are hard for him to get. He's not so great extending and catching, but I mean, if you get him a decent ball, he's gonna he's gonna catch. He's gonna you know probably get some yards after the catch. Um, so I was really impressed with him, and he's getting a lot of targets now. And I don't know if that's Dobbs being more comfortable with him with these you know with the tight tight end routes as opposed to, like, maybe going down the field could be a little more timid with that right now. But some of the balls he's been throwing to Addison, you know, have been pretty good. All Others, Addison has had to make great plays on, and uh, most of the time, you know, he did. I think Addison might have oh. had his first official drop on the sideline. I'm not sure yeah, yeah, yep. um, if that counts official. as a drop. But it does, yep. It looks like a drop one. to me. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I mean, they've both been impressive. And when you're going from, you start in the year, Chris, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to ride Jefferson. We're going to ride, you know, Madison. And then all of a sudden you get into midseason and we're riding Addison and we're riding Hawkinson. Um, that's a big change offensively, you know, and uh, to have the depth, I guess you could say, or just the enough firepower there to where you can adjust uh, to some pretty serious injuries and still win is a pretty remarkable uh, achievement the Vikings have pulled off here. So we shouldn't fire the coach or the GM is what you're saying? Or you, you still kind of think that? There's a lot uh, of I think, you know, they're on the hot seat, both of them. Right now. <laughs> they're on the hot seat. 
and it's getting hotter with this five-game winning streak. It's all smoke and mirrors, bro. Um, TJ Hawkinson became the second NFL tight end uh, since 1978 to catch at least 10 passes for a hundo and a tutty in a single half. And uh, really, since he stepped in the building, um, maybe he's had like a a three- or four-catch game here and there. But, man, back-to-back, he's had 10 or, you know, 10-plus. I think it's been like 13 and 11 or something. But uh, that dude's just, uh, I mean, ever since he got here, he's been just going nuts, man. And these last two weeks are really, yeah, he's. And, you know, the tight end for a young quarterback, like you said, or inexperienced, not young, but inexperienced, Tight ends are that, – that makes a lot of sense, you know. That makes a lot of sense, like you said, that he'd be targeting him. He's a big body as well. Um, so, yeah, all was great. Um, you know, even the, the way the third quarter started. Had a 3-0 and out on New Orleans, and then, you know, we didn't get a touchdown, but we sure, you know, still had a seven-play drive. Got it to 27-3. They were able to get back-to-back pressures on Dobbs. Uh, on second and third down, so it forced the field goal. Um, and it's funny because there was like a – Bullard had a sack strip, but it just didn't get recovered. And then on a third and six, Kamara goes, you know, I think 11 yards or something like that, a fourth and one Kamara run. Um, and then, you know, there's a certain Ohio State wide receiver that started to do, uh, do what it does. And as 27-11, they got the uh, – you know, they got the the uh, uh, two-point conversion. Um, and there was a three and out. You know, that's the thing. We had four. We ended with four three and out. Or, I'm sorry, four punts, drives. And the last three times we touched the ball, um, we were three and out. And there was one where Dobbs reached and couldn't quite get it. Um, and you know, that they, they did start to make plays. Now, I don't think the defense fell apart, and I want to talk to you about this a little bit here. And I don't think the defense fell apart because, man, you know, Winston and company, I mean, our guys were real close to those dudes. I mean, Murphy on one of them grabbed the damn arm like you're supposed to, and, and it was Ty go to the runner almost. Um, I don't look at that as weakness from the D, yeah, they let him get back in. Um, but if you go four straight possessions and you punt every time and the last three you touch the ball, they're all punts, three and out and punts. I don't just blame the defense on that because those were some freaking dots that Winston was throwing. Yeah, I'm with you on that for the most part. There was the one play, I think it was Olave, uh, because I just remember he killed us with the Gophers. We had that game and then Olave breaks out. Uh, was that the first game of 2021, maybe? The one Mo got hurt in. Um, it, it, so he killed us there, and then he's, you know, he's just been a kind of a nightmare for our defensive backs, even in the pros. But there was the one play, Chris, where Jameis rolled out under pressure, uh, I think to the, to the left and then zipped a bullet yeah, yep. across into the end zone. And I thought, uh, unless it was called that way, that he had the receiver, and I think it was a lobby, but I'm not sure, had just too much room in there. Um, and I think that was Murphy uh, cheating a little bit, or maybe it was the safe. Nonetheless, he had just had too much room, and I think that was a defensive letdown. Other than that, though, you're right. Everybody, uh, balls were contested. They were just great passes, man. Winston, you know, he can throw great balls, but then, you know, like we were talking off air, he's going to give you, he's going to give you those back if you're just patient. And that turned out to be the case, but. Um, no, I'm not that upset about the defense. I thought the pressure rate kind of went down a little bit in the second half, but that's to be expected. Uh, but you got a few free run blitzes. I think Metellus came through on one of them. And weekly, I say this, Chris, but it's just, I have to reiterate it because I, I am so surprised, uh, at the production he's getting out of, of the defensive line per se, because there's just a rotation of different guys and a whole bunch of different combinations of things going on there. But, Harrison Phillips, again, had a great game. Um, we're getting some production from the rookie. Uh, Roy, I think is his name, or Wah, whatever you want to say. He's playing hockey. Yep. Wah. Good call. Good call. And bro. then, you know, you're getting guys like Wanham who are showing up. Pat Jones made an appearance and played pretty well, got some pressures. So he's using a multitude of guys that we thought, well, you know, they're just guys. And, and he's getting productivity out of them. And, 
you know, we say a lot about Flores and uh, I'm sure now everybody else is kind of getting on the bandwagon. Not that they weren't, but they're starting to really highlight the fact that this guy's done an amazing. I think we're seven in yards defense now, top 14 in another category. And this is from 31 last season, you know, in the 31, 29 range uh, with Donatella. And now we're up in the, you know, mid to high part of the NFL and defensive categories with really a makeshift duct tape band-aid defense um, for the most part. Young players, you know, guys who are improving, and a bunch of journeyman guys. And that's it. really impressive. And, you know, the Saints aren't world beaters, especially with Jameis Winston and, and Derek Carr. You know, it's not the greatest thing, um, but it's just impressive to me. How and they were favorites. Yeah, and it's holding this, it's really holding this team together. I mean, these wins that we've been pulling off, the defensive, you know, they're not lights out. They're not bend, but don't break. They're just, you know, it's a gambling defense because it kind of has to be. It's blitzing and, and moving things around and confusing guys and, and it's working. And that's the, the point here is that this defense is working and however that is. Um, and it's impressive to see. Uh, guys that you didn't think you'd get much out of. I mean, Caleb Evans is, we talked a little bit last year that we thought he was a starter. He just wasn't quite there yet. Well, he's there now. Um, he had the concussion problems. Um, you're getting Bynum, who flashed a little bit last year, but this year has become an NFL safety starter. Um, you barely notice Harrison Smith back there, but you do at times when he comes up and make plays, uh, you know, pace another guy. We we lose Hicks and a die comes in and you know it's not a complete disaster. So, I mean these guys are learning the defense. They know the defense. And now, Chris, you know the topic of the day is you go and bring in Anthony Barr, bring him back, and maybe just maybe, Chris, we'll get to see him rush the passer and be an outside linebacker. Maybe just a, a rush specialist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is the, it's funny, right before we hit record, we were talking about that. When he said that to me, I was like, that's exactly where I was thinking. We're finally going to get him coming off of the edge or some sort of blitz on him. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Flores will find something for him. It's going to be practice squad moved up. We also got that Miles uh, Gaskin uh, because, you know, bodies are, are, are falling. And this is football, especially this year. It has been kind of funky for us. But since this is a, uh, Per Kevin uh, Seifer, the Vikings started at 1-3. Since then, their defense ranked. Because, you know, game two and game three, game two, they got ran over. Now, a lot of that had to do with all those fumbles getting, you know, in the hole, getting down 27-7. But then they just said, we'll just – remember that drive? They had like 12 out of 13. I don't know. They, they, they ran us to death. Then the third, the third game against the Chargers, they passed us to death. I mean, he was like, what the hell's going on? But since then, 0-3, right? Number four in points allowed per game. Number five in defense efficiency, which is a whole encompassing type thing. EPA is a big thing, especially offense, but just in general, it's an analytic. They're number five in that. Number, uh, tied for fifth in takeaways in seventh yards per game since, uh, since week four or week three. So, yeah, I mean, there's no way they could be 100% elite. Um, you know, Marcus Davenport, it, it, he ended up having like a tight rope procedure on his ankle. Um, so he's not going to make it back just yet. They, they still hope that he can come back. And as far as that Jordan Hicks, like you mentioned, um, a compartment syndrome is a serious condition. Uh, and it's critical to get it addressed, addressed quickly. That's what everybody's saying, okay? So they, he did a little procedure. It doesn't look like he's going to be out for the season or anything like that. But, yeah, that's why Barr is back in town. Um, and, yeah, I think you're right about that, you know, getting it on the edge and whatnot. But, yeah, Murphy, besides, you're right, he, he did give a little bit more space. They were, like, in a zone there, and he, and he came a little late on that. Good call. Um, but, overall, he did end up making plays back. And that other catch, it's like, dude, he was right there. Trying to yank on the dude Blackman shining. DJ Wanham, like you mentioned, five sacks now. He's been playing good in that shoestring tackle, which is key. He's not just doing that. Hunter's just showing how damn elite the guy was. And if it's not for freak knock on wood injuries, dude's a stud. Um, once again, seven hits on the quarterback, seven PBUs. Last year we were getting the PBUs, but the, the hits we weren't. 
every week now we're getting like anywhere from five to eight. That's a lot, that that adds up, and it's not so one sided because for, for so long it was like our guy took twelve hits, this guy took you know I think they only got Josh for six, um, which probably would have been eight or nine at least. So yeah, man, I mean the defense has been you know playing great. Uh, overall, they're thirteenth in yards. Um, 10th in run defense, 15th in pass, and that's where we said we wanted him to be, and that would be peak for this year, for just one year to do it, and not even a full year. Um, so, yeah, and, and if you look at those first chunk of games, how tough the schedule was, and, and even now offensively, it's almost been a blessing in disguise because now we're spreading the ball around. We're not just keen in on Jefferson and then Hawkinson because that was our big – two that going in we're going to be fine that's why we don't need dealing because we got a hawk and blah 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 and that is true also people were pissed we you know drafted addison but hey dealing wasn't a bum as you can see the numbers he wasn't a bum he just wasn't getting open like he used to and he was the the ninth highest paid uh wide receiver going into next year so you know we came to an agreement it is what it is you know no no hard feelings on both sides i'd assume that's what it looks like um but yeah, man, it, this team's really getting together. And like I said, to be able to spread the ball in, especially in that first half, and a little maybe too much in the second half, they were actually looking to run the ball, you know. Um, they tried to establish a run early, and they did a pretty good job. If you look at the first half stats, I mean, it's not – we didn't have 120 yards, but when do we ever? I mean, we had 77 yards. Dobbs, six carries. Chandler, five carries. Madsen uh, didn't really do all that well, four for six yards. But overall, 15 carries, 77 and 5.1 and two. Not one, but two. Now we have three rushing touchdowns on the year. And by the way, um, before that play, God, the crazy stat, we hadn't scored a touchdown this year inside the two rushing touchdowns. We hadn't done that. <laughs> so, Which tells you – you know, we still got some work to do, but, um, you know, it's forced him to run a little more because this didn't just happen ever since Jefferson went out. We've been trying to establish to run more. It's made everybody step up. And then when Cousins went down, like we were saying last week, we saw people blocking down the field. We hadn't been seeing doing that. Even Addison's blocking pretty damn well. So he's a little dude. So, it, you know, in, in a weird way, it's really kind of shaped everything and, we, we thought Dobbs would add to our rushing attack, and it has, and maybe that's really the only way you're going to be an average rushing team is with a running quarterback in, in KO's system uh, because he just doesn't like to run the ball much, which, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, you know, a couple of really key uh, QB draws. Um, Dobbs took a sack. He, you know, he should it, it was a zero blitz. It was a third down. We were in field goal range. He should have got rid of it. Instead, he tried to scramble into the pile. Um, we had a drop ball. You mentioned it. TJ dropped one, but also uh, Addison dropped his first one. So it was a combination of stuff, Aaron, not just the play call was too conservative. Now, third and 14, do you run the ball or do you let, you know, since you like to talk to Dobbs in his ear to the 15-second mark, could you have said, hey, dude, you know, in that last play, you need to get rid of the ball. Make sure you get rid of the ball if that if they zero blitz again, and, they, and it obviously finds a home. But I would have liked to not been so conservative to where we're going to run the ball in third and 14 and just punt. To me, it's like, okay, but Winston's kind of hot. I know the pick's coming. One of them's already came. But I thought he was kind of playing with fire a little bit, and I get it have an inexperienced quarterback in the lead, but I thought it was a combination, not just to conservative play call, but the conservative play call was there. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think it's, you know, probably a little, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, like you're trying to explain. Um, you're not running the ball great. And at the same time, you know, maybe you don't have something drawn up and you're hoping that, you know, Dobbs can make a play one way or the other. Um, but if you're going to run it, you know, you want to do a screen or something, you try to get at something, you know, where you got a shot to get that yardage. And, um, so I thought it was a little conservative as well. Uh, but it's hard to tell. Maybe, 
you want to run some time off the clock. You know, maybe thought he was going to drain the clock, run the ball again and eat some time. I don't, you know, it's hard to explain what was going through his head at that point, but yeah, I would have liked to see something, you know, uh, some Mr. If you're going to run it, make a complicated run too. Let's not a dive or a, or a zone play, sure, you know, yeah. something with some misdirection or a little something to it. But you know, it is what it is. Um, and we're definitely and we're right, not talking you know. about the last play or the last drive because the turf monster stopped right. it from being able to shut down the game. Right. And that was unfortunate because that would have, that's what iced the game right there. Um, yeah. I mean, I really don't think it's a conservative play call thing, Chris. And you've been hearing a lot of that too. And everything is going conservative. No, not really. It's game flow. You know, you get three and outs. Um, you're getting, you know, they're coming on a little bit. Jameis is heating up. My son's beating something on the floor down there. It's, it's pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, so you're getting, you know, um, you just don't, I mean, what do you do in that situation? You want to try to run the ball, eat the clock, keep the offense off the field. That's what they're trying to do. Um, so I can see that part of it, but at the same time, you want to also maybe, you know, put the game away offensively if you can. And, uh, it's a, you know, six and one, like I said, six and one half dozen the other. You kind of have to feel it out. And I think maybe he thought, well, we can try to, you know, we can have a little success running the ball. And, and you know, because I can't really explain. And I've been sitting here watching, trying to figure it out. And maybe you have some thoughts on it. But, you know, what is the problem with running the ball? Um, you know, Madison, okay, we have our issues with him. Um, he's kind of in everybody's doghouse right now. Um, he's just not hitting the hole and he's not that fast, but he's a good power back. If you want to use him in short yardage, you'd think that'd be a good idea, but, um, we were supposed to have a great running offensive line. Um, but, you know, Chad yeah, was able thing. to get the FF rates is number one. It's like, okay, well then you better be mad at your coach then. Cause I don't <laughs> believe it's number right. one. In Have you seen first or second down? Because yeah, it's not, it's, for the last it's not working. handful of years. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, right. but you know, I've been kind of looking at the offensive line. I'm going to say, okay, well, where is, you know, you'd think if you get behind Darisaw or Eisner, there'd be some, some money there. Um, but you know, it's just, it seems to be an issue. I, I, I keep seeing guys in the backfield. So guys are slipping blocks, getting through or holding dudes up. It could be a size issue with, with Bradbury, there's some things going on there. I just can't put my finger out. I thought maybe you might have some thoughts on it. Nonetheless, uh, we've got to improve that if we plan to to do anything in the month of December, especially when you're playing outside or if you get to the playoffs and you got to go outside. It's You're going to have to run the football, and I mean conventionally run the football um, a little bit uh, just to and keep it's not everybody work honest. Every play. you, you got to marry. you gotta, you got to baby it. you got to get it carries, you know? Yeah, just to keep everybody honest, you know, you can't, you're going to get pass rushes. They know you're going to go back and, and try to pass the ball. Um, they're going to come at you with blitz. Like, you know, it'll be like our defense coming at, coming at us. So um, you got to do something and you can't depend on Dobbs to be your running game. Exactly. It would be nice, but you got to yeah. use him as auxiliary runner. I mean, I like Chandler right now, but we got to keep him upright too. You know, right. you have a Dobbs getting banged up all, you know. Yeah, and maybe you know maybe Chandler does have problem in pass protection. Okay, well that's fine. I, he'll work on that and maybe improve. You know, as the season sure. continues. But we're at midseason here. Um, this Gaskin guy's an old pro. He could help out a little bit. Oh, you're not going to see Acres coming back. He messed up his Achilles, so right. you're going to be basically stuck with those three. And I'm not a big fan of Wang Wu uh, in the backfield uh, until I see a little bit more of it. And you know, I think he's good in straight lines. If he's got open hole and a straight line, he's fast and he can go. But as far as cutting and, and making moves and making people miss, I don't see him uh, exactly great at that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's an issue, and it's going to be an issue. And it would be nice if you could get three to five on first down. You know, that puts you in a good position for second, third down. Yeah, and, I, you know, and that's, that's really even with Cook, it, 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 the stat – the last few years has just been bad on first down. It, it, it does set up third and long. We were the third and longest last year. We've gotten better at that, but it just this year. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And the crazy thing is, man, the Rams, you know, that one year they you know, they went they, – they had running backs that they relied on, some, you know, uh, sometimes. Like you said, it, November, December, certain matchups. I mean, 
perfect, you know, parlay here, perfect little segue. But, I mean, Denver, they're giving up 154 yards a game on the ground in the NFL. 154 is a lot, dude. Now, they run almost 117, basically 117 a game compared to our 86. Uh, but they're giving up 28 freaking points a game. And they're giving up 252 through the air. Like I said, 150. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's bad. It, it's the overall defense is the worst in the NFL yardage wise. Um, so now it's at Denver. They're obviously playing pretty good right now, right? It's a Sunday night game. It's a, they're opening at a two and a half point favorite. It's a, 43 and a half over under, but it, it's a little funky because when that opened, they obviously hadn't played yet. So, you know, injuries could happen and, and whatever, you know, things could happen. So um, it's nine to eight at halftime right now. Um, and we know Buffalo, speaking of not trying to run the ball all the time, that, that's been some of Now they're trying to run it. They, they, they have 20 carries already in the first half. Um, and they have 71 yards. It's not great, but oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. That's them. Uh, 11 carry. Uh, there we go. Buffalo doesn't run it a bunch. 11 carries, 78 yards, 7.1 a clip right now. Josh Allen's just throwing picks and fumbles. But you know, I uh, this. I mean, if you're ever going to run the ball, and then as we know, you can set up the play action. You can move them outside the pocket, all that stuff. But yeah, man. We got this is the this is the time to run the ball on the road, right? On the road, they're giving you can get five point four a clip on them, and, and and when you run the ball, like you said, it then it does open up a deep pass, even if we don't have Jefferson here. And so on the offensive side for for Denver, they're twelfth. They they do run the ball. They're twelfth in the league, but they're they're twenty fifth in the pass. They're very mediocre offense. Um, this game comes down to just. Limiting the turnovers, as we've seen, through five games and then now here, that's what it was. Fumbles. The biggest two things were fumbles and drop passes because although we're barely leading the league now, we through five or six games, we were leading the league by five drops. That's come down. The fumbles have come down. In fact, we finally got through a game without a fumble. Um, now, like you said, is, is Madsen going to be back this week? That's, that's tough to say. That, that's a hurry. That's usually a hurry. Probably they won't. Now, maybe we get K.J. Osborne back. Um, will we get J.J. back? It's tough to say. I wouldn't doubt if he misses one more week. Um, we're not playing a killer. It is on the road, but we're not playing a killer team. So, um, I don't know. I mean, this is, a, this is a really interesting game and a good test. They have been playing a little bit better at times. They're really scrappy of a team, Denver. Um, but I, I like the Vikings to win. I like the Vikings to win this game. They are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, which, you know, that three-and-a-half thing, um, it's basically another 50-50 pick-em-type matchup here. On the road in November, outdoors, you got to run the football. Um, that's just what, it, unless it's in one of those strange 75 degree days in Denver, uh, in the middle of November, um, we're getting to the point where things are going to start getting cold. And then you, the second question for me is, can you fool Russell Wilson? I mean, this guy's an old vet. Um, is this the end of the smoke and mirrors, uh, for, uh, Brian Flores? I mean, is he just going to see it and go, oh, okay, I know what that is. That's, you know, you're doing this, but I'm going to do, you know, quickly uh, be able to uh, decipher all the different stuff that, you know, because we sure. faced a lot of young quarterbacks. Now, Carr was not necessarily a young quarterback. Either with uh, Mahomes. And we were able to get after him a little bit. And you're right about Mahomes. Um, made his no, life a little can't bit more like miserable. He used to either, you know. Russell can't, you know, he's definitely lost a step, you know, both in his arm and his feet. But in his brain, you know, he's seen Still a lot. Still, though, of you're right. Yep. right. Right. And so it's like, are you going to have to be more just, you know, uh, face value with him and just, you know, bring it and hope you can? Um, so I worry a little bit about that. Um, I really think that due to our running game, due to the Dobbs thing, due to Russell not probably not being too fooled, um, this could be kind of a, 
a bucket of cold water game, I think, here where it's like, okay, it's been a nice little run. Um, I don't think we'll get beat bad, but I think we lose this one. Um, and time to readjust. And like I said, it also depends on, like you said, if they're going to hold Jefferson another week, which I think they should. I mean, I think you should hold Jefferson until he's 120% good. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm not risk it, you know. Yep. Just got to think long Hold him, right? I told him a week. A week past where he's begging to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doctors cleared him. All right, one more week. All right. I want to play. Okay, next week you get to play, and that's what I'd be with, like with him. But, um, and then you got to, you know, what's going on? Like I said, with Matson, do you trust Chandler uh, as as your lead back? Uh, what about the Gaskin guy? Can he get in there and and make some hay? Um, you know, Addison, can he continue to go? Can you go with this group of wide receivers? I know Jalen Naylor got a catch, but we're down to you know, let's break it down. We're down to. Powell, Addison, um, it's the third Naylor. Down, by the way, Powell. Right. And so, you know, can there's that one last? There. Uh, yeah, there's one more. Uh, uh, He's got a single, a single number. Harry? What is it? No, no. What's his last name? I can't believe I'm. Nancy Powell, Addison, uh, Naylor. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but it's, I'm losing it. I can't anyway, figure it out. Anyway, um, with these receivers, um, and then Hawkinson's a little banged up. You know, how many core zone shots is he going to get in those ribs? Um, and then, you know, you got to wait. You got Harry, Nikhil Harry, but he didn't see Harry much. Is, yeah, yeah. You didn't get to see much, uh, of him, right. uh, last week. So, uh, I think defensively it will keep the game close. I don't think it's going to be blowing any stretch of the imagination. I just think you get, in order to win, you're going to have to, you know, run the ball. You're going to have to, you know, make some good plays that you're going to have to, you know, Dobbs is going to have to be able to throw the ball as well accurately. Um, and I just don't – it's been a nice little win thing. I think we're going to have a little hiccup here in Denver. I think we lose by three to six. And I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think it's, you know, Dobbs might not play wonderfully. So let's, you know, not get ready to kick him off the team or, uh, you know, Bring back Hall or whatever the call's going to be, um, no matter how horrible right. uh, he plays or well he plays. Um, it's just one of those games I think that you're going to kind of go down there and meet a buzzsaw. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's endemic of anything more than just the situation we're in. And then the game after that is where I think you'll see Jefferson. I think you'll see guys coming back and, and uh, you know some adjustments made. But I, I think it might be good for the squad to go down there take a loss in Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, in the conference, so that does help. But And to be fair, I, I know a lot of folks were scratching their head when we couldn't do what we were normally doing. Um, I know we were fumbling a lot, but we were moving the ball when we played when we were at uh, uh, Chicago, right? They had one of the worst defenses, all this stuff, and we really couldn't move the ball. We won the game, but we really couldn't move the ball like we thought we would. So, but like I said, this is, I mean, 154 a game, dude, you got to be able to run, dude. you, you got to be. And, 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 you know, make them stop it. Okay, it's not like we're, I'm not saying, you know, 46 carries or something like that. That's just not, I think all the, knock on wood, I think all the quarterbacks would have to get hurt before we, we, we do that, including the backup, backup, backups, like the, you know, the assigned people, uh, like wide receivers and whatnot, running backs. Uh, to, to run that much, but there's really no excuse not to try it at least this week, um, and it'll take some pressure off Dobbs. And to be fair, he has Ko has ran has the carries have been there more for obvious reasons. We haven't been passing as much. We haven't hit 40 just yet uh, attempts, so um, we're we're in the 30s. I think we just stay in the 30s regardless with him at the helm, and then I'm fine with that. But yeah, man, this is this is a game you got to win. I got I got it uh, tight though, twenty seven twenty three, because that's what we do. But yeah, I, I, you know I can see what you're saying there, and, and I'm listening to one fifty four and all that. And then we we go out there and we can't run as well as we thought we would. And very close to the Chicago thing. So um, now we did win that game, but you know I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um. So the Gophers. Got the second half. Yeah. Got smacked. Or, I mean, the defense got smacked around the whole game. The offense was was there and then kind of fell off. We're not we're not built to come back. You know, 
and they were just. It seemed like everything was was it homecoming or something. I mean, it, it, everything was clicking for them. And I've watched them. They're not a bad team. The record is they're not nearly as bad. They've had some injuries and whatnot. They got a new coach. That always is weird. But um, yeah, man. It, it, I mean, it was a brutal ass whooping in the second half. Um, now that last drive last week against the Fighting Illini, where it fell apart, we lost the game. Um, and then this week, so that's, you know, five quarters of bad defense. Um, uh, it, it sucked. It did suck. You know what I mean? It, it, it what says you about, uh, you know, that, the ass whooping, because that's, that's what it was. Well, I'll, I guess I'll, you know, go off your point of the five quarters of bad defense. I think that uh, Bielema tape is out there now. Um, I think they took a good look at what he did and uh, copied it, and it seems to be uh, successful. I think that Rossi has to do some adjusting on his defense because I think somebody found a hole in there, and they're exploiting it. Um, I thought, you know, we scored enough points to win in a normal game where you – uh, have your defense playing at a, at a decent level, but you know, they're good players. We're, we've got good athletes. Um, and I don't want to put everything on Rossi. I just think, you know, if you run the same thing over and over again, someone's going to solve the puzzle. It's like a Rubik's cube. And then once they solve it, then, you know, it's on tape and, you know, you gotta, you gotta adjust to it. And maybe he didn't adjust right. And this is, of course, just me speculating. I'm not, I didn't go through there all 20, all 24 and, you know, whatever it is and, you know, spend three hours in film room. And, you know, players make mistakes too, right? Absolutely. Breakdowns and all that. Yeah. But a disappointing loss nonetheless. I know you're on the road in West Lafayette, but, um, you know, I thought offensively pretty standard game. And I I did laugh when you said we're not exactly built to to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unless you're talking like six to three or something, right? Yeah, right? we can do that. We can come back sure. on that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just hard to explain uh, what's going on defensively now. You know, it can't continue uh, if you want to get to a bowl game or beat Wisconsin or anything like that, um, or Ohio State bloodbath at that point. So you've got some changes to make. You've got some things to adjust to, and. I don't think it's a speed issue. Uh, I think, you know, we have second-tier defensive line. That's fine uh, because we're not a blue-blood school. That's Everybody's got second-tier, you know, defensive lines except for the Ohio States and the Alabamas and Clemson and all those guys. So um, you got to make do with what you have. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to say it's endemic of the program. I just think, you know, Chris, you, off-air, you did mention that this is a bit of a down year. And, and you know, that – seem to resonate with me because, you know, you can't build up. And we lost a lot of people from last year, um, especially, you know, senior type, you know, anchors to your program. And now you just have to yeah, replace those guys. And you can't do that with anything less than experience. And I'm not going to say, you know, it's inexperienced group because it's not, but um, it's not as experienced. And um, if you want to, you know, a lot of dropping games that you shouldn't sometimes comes down to a lack of experience or lack of exposure, not being in those situations. Um, we kind of saw the Illinois one, you know, just because of the Bielema situation. But, you know, I was surprised by this Purdue one, particularly when it's a high-scoring affair and, and, and all that stuff. Um, and you just don't think Purdue's going to drop, what, 41 on you? Or what was it, 47? Something like that in the 40s. It's going to come yeah. out and do that to you. It's not Brom there anymore. I could see that with Brom and – you know, Rondell Moore and those guys may be dropping 47, but these guys, I don't know. It was kind of an Drew odd Brees thing to see. There either, huh? Right. No Drew Brees, uh, no Aiden O'Connell. You know, it's, it's, it's odd, but, um, you know, it's one of those losses. Uh, I've seen a lot of negative stuff out on the internet, uh, about Fleck and whatnot. And, you know, we've covered our thoughts on the program, Fleck, et cetera. Uh, we don't need to rehash that, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those losses. I'm, you know, crap. It just makes you know that this is a, I won't say a rebuilding year, but it's it's definitely a down year because uh, in flex tenure we haven't had, you know, 
three losses in that way to a certain Big Ten school. I mean, the Northwestern's a killer loss, and then uh, Illinois. If it was just the Illinois loss, you could you could sustain it. You live with it. And, yeah. yeah, and then it's the Purdue loss, and so now you're, you know, these are teams that on a normal year uh, we would beat, and so this is not a normal year, and. I think the real test is next season, you know, do we see progress, you know, next year as so that you can say that this was a down year or do you see this as a downward trend? And that'll be the real, the real telling tale of the whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I just want to see us get to a bowl game. So we get the bowl practices uh, and I want to beat Wisconsin, obviously every year it's a must win beat Wisconsin. Yeah, they just checked. They play. They're five and five. They play Nebraska five and five. So who knows what the hell's gonna happen in the West? Everything's gonna end. They're at home, but uh, you know, they, it's not as tough a matchup as we got. The number one country. Well, we assume it'll be number one. We'll see. Well, maybe it won't. Uh, stuff to say. We'll know tomorrow. Um. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like, you know, this is you know, flex version of a rebuild year. And if it is, it's not all that bad. If, if it is. And because we're that close, we see how close we are. Now there's still no excuse to lose to Northwestern Illinois. Like you said, I thought you broke it down nice. If it was just Illinois thing, okay. Uh, There is a lot of youth. Uh, There is a lot of inexperienced players that, yeah, they've been in the program, but this is their first year actually being starters. Um, you know, if you look at that phenomenal catch by a, a seven-year guy who was here in 2018, um, on first down and in the red zone, it sure would have been nice to have that for the first five or six games. We didn't have that. There's a lot of stuff you could point to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at the schedule, the lack of experienced players, and – Let's not forget the win total was six and a half. Some places had it six, some places had it six and a half for the Gophers. So it's not, this is what, if this is what a down look, year looks like when you know you were that close to eight or nine wins, that's pretty, that's, that could be really good. So yeah, we're close, but let's let not just 2024, but 2025 play out before we do any that, any weird shit, you know? Um, and, I said it the other day, you know, or the other podcast, it's like, I don't want to, like, offensively it's been an issue overall, um, but if we change a coordinator again, it's like, how many, t- this would be like his fourth coordinator, because he learned as a redshirt freshman, and, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, ever since 2019, you know, the guy, the, the guy that was in the system for so long left to Penn State, hey, went to Penn State, I get it. More money, more prestige. I get it. I'm not, I'm not hating on you. You got, you know, that didn't work out. Came back and then dipped for your alma mater in Rutgers. I get it. You know, Coach Ciano's back. I get that, but it just sucks. And so, that has been rough, um, but I, I still can't forget that we have schemed people open, whether it's really, like I said before, first half of the season, it seemed like it was quarterback not being accurate second half we've seen a lot more drops so if those can come together you know you're, you're gonna have drops you're gonna have misfires but just cut way down on them all of a sudden maybe this coordinator starts to shine next year you know so i, I don't want to unless it's like a can't miss guy where you're like oh dude that would be a nice hire i don't think that that's gonna fix it all um but with the amount of players eligible Two three years, you know, twenty four twenty five could uh, pretty good be pretty good. And people say, "Well, it's going to get tougher." The schedule is not going to get much tougher than this year. I'm not, not saying it's going to be way easier. That's not either, and it's going to be way harder, obviously, to get. You're going to have to have that ten and two year now, at, you know, to get to the conference final because the divisions are gone next year. But if we're not going to have a bunch of tougher schedules than we have this year. I agree with that. This year's schedule is tough. You got, I mean, if you're not dropping games to Northwestern and you're not dropping games to Illinois and Purdue, I mean, you've got some pretty tough games there. You luckily beat Iowa, um, but, you know, Wisconsin and Ohio State, Michigan, 
I mean, that's a thing. at North you Carolina. Look, at North Carolina, if you look at next year's schedule, you're going to have some tough games. But like you said, not, not like not like this year. And of course, there's tougher schedules you could have. But this is, you know, in a down year, you're hit with this. You know, I guess it makes sense. You want to probably be peaking in a year where you have a favorable schedule. Right. That's probably what you you know what you want. So if you want to look at it that way, then it lines up pretty well. Um, uh, the six and a half wins. That's chalk, Chris. That's about where we're going to end up at. Um, and, you know, I like to say of the program as of now, you're getting in good talent and you're getting, you know, it's coming through the pipeline. Um, and as long as that continues uh, and you're coaching on a consistent basis, you're right about the coordinators. I don't want to see off a different offensive coordinator, although, you know, it might be a positive. It might be a net negative because of just all the switching that you've done, all the Turnover yeah. there with Chirac, and now you got the the ex wide receiver coach that's in there now um, doing his thing, and, and defensive coordinator. You know, Rossi's good. I think he makes some make a few adjustments to his defense, obviously, and, and move on. I hate to see him go too. Uh, there's been rumors floating around, but they're just rumors about where he might end up or go, or if he's going to go anywhere at but all. At some point, he's been so good for so long. At some point, he's going to go, right? Yeah, you would think so, but. You know, maybe he likes it here. Maybe his wife don't want to go. You know, you know how it is they in like Minnesota. The schools. They like the schools, and the school system's good, and uh, the fishing's good, and uh, deer season, and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, Chris. If you can get out of the season, get your sixth win in Wisconsin. Yep, fourteen. Go bowling. Uh, then you beat Iowa, Wisconsin in a season, and we'll call it we'll call, we'll call it a year, and look forward to next year with some new teams and some new blood. And you're right about the ten and two thing, man. I didn't realize it until you said it, but you're right about the divisions. Like you're not gonna, there's no more division. You got to get ten and you ain't two. Sneaking in with eight four. No, dude. You got to be up no, there. Three, pretty incredible team. Uh, and you've got big hitters in this division or in this conference. Adding to it, even I mean, Washington will probably take some time to uh, adjust. I think USC will hit the ground running. UCLA might take a little time to adjust, and I adjust. I mean, just getting the offense alignment that you're going to need and being able to play in the snow and all that stuff, and not dropping games because of weather. It's going to take some adjustment time, but I don't think it's going to take that long. I mean, football's football, and you're going to be playing some on at home and some on the road, and so yeah, it's going to be interesting. But yeah. I mean, nine and three isn't even going to cut. You're going to have to go damn near undefeated to get to the to the thing, and and we haven't quite touched that yet. Um, I thought you know 19 was the closest, and and that's not it. But nonetheless, um, you know, Ohio State. What do we say? I mean, it'd be nice we're to go playing play. them. We're playing <laughs> them on Saturday. Uh, we will we will line up against them. Um, yeah, obviously you can't keep it under um, the spread. Twenty. I think it fell to the point. People believe it's only 27 and a half now. They're believing. Uh, I'm, I'm going Gophers outright, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Hey, Gophers take that money, man. Dog. Take right. that money line for, I mean, that'll help retirement money right there, man. Yeah, Holy cow. Sure. Put a cool a cool 500 on that and see what happens. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't see that being a win, and I don't think I'm shocking anybody there. But let's keep it respectable. We can keep it respectable. Within right. 14, I think, you know, that'll be fine. I just don't think we have the horses this year. There's been years where, you know, I thought yeah. we could hang, but Close, this is not right. one of those years. Um, and so, you know, good luck. Let's, we have a time. I mean, what, what's, what are your thoughts, Chris? <laughs> you think we're gonna, I'm looking uh, to Wisconsin. I'm already upset, looking baby. ahead. Upset. I'm looking ahead. Yeah. Now, one thing is, though, they could be looking ahead because they got Michigan next week, Ooh, the week after. Yeah. Okay? So Trap that's game, why baby. I think we can cover the spread. I'm right. not talking about a win. I'm talking right. about under 27 and a half. No, um, yeah, we're going to lose. It's just a matter yeah. of how bad, like you said, keep it respectful. Hopefully we can run. They got Ohio State usually it takes them a while to get their defense going. Not the case. It's actually been the opposite. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I'm looking at that Wisconsin game saying, hey, it's a home game. Let's get it done. Let's get our bowl practices. And let's get the hell out of here. Said it when you. I mean, at the end of the in two weeks, if we're talking about we got to win on Wisconsin, win on you know Iowa, and then next week or next year, I'd be feeling okay. I mean, the way this year's going, I mean, goddamn it, I'm saying Gophers by three here. Yeah, right. And uh, 
and uh, stranger things have happened. No, uh, that's yeah. I don't. I just don't. You don't have the talent, you know. And that's it. They're blue blood. I mean, those are the guys that uh, you know, that run college football. It's, it's a team of maybe eight teams, and they're one of them. So no, no win. Anyways, we'll talk about Wisconsin next week. Um, and that's a winnable game, and we should win it. And we need to keep the axe. And I, I don't remember the last time we had. True outright pig and axe uh, in the same year, 93. Good old 93. It's 30 years. Year, year, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, show anywhere you want to find the show, you'll find it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spricker, Spotify. Uh, comes from a grueling truth. I think we have the thing on there. Chris has Rope Dope Radio. And um, let's hope we can get a double win. I don't think it's very likely. Uh, but let's hope that uh, I'm wrong with my prediction. The Vikings go down to Denver and come out with a win, make it six wins in a row, and we'll talk about that next week.